Hello and welcome to Blooming Abroad, a podcast where we look deeper into the lives of Cullen, that's me, and Sarah, that's me, two ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Central and Eastern Europe. guys welcome back to the blooming abroad podcast hello 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 it's been about a month but we're happy to be back with you guys yeah it's really hard to find time to record these isn't it it is i don't know why well when you have nephews being born trips to israel marathons trips to ukraine we did get our last one in before Mm, ukraine i believe after ukraine but still anyway doing big things guys so hope you're doing well. Hope you all have some exciting updates. Sorry you can't share them. This is a little bit of a one-sided conversation. This is a one-sided. I guess you have to start your own podcast. Yeah. And then we'll be your first listeners. Sarah, how you been doing? I've been doing just great. Yeah. What about you? I'm doing just great. How was your week? Um, let's see. Well, I I did I did recently run. Uh, the Vienna Marathon. And this by recently, he means three days ago. Yep. So I've been moving uh, like a person who's a few decades older than I am. It's been a little bit funny if it wasn't so impressive and cool that you did that, but it's it's a little oh, bit funny. Oh, shucks. It was pretty awesome, though. I, that, yeah. That was a very different experience than the, the few marathons that I ran in Michigan. The Charlevoix, Traverse City, Grand Rapids, Rapids marathons. Yeah, you could probably take the crowd sizes and the amount of runners in all of those, put them together, and they still would be much fewer than the Vienna. It was huge. There was 40,000 total runners across all the events. And I've never experienced anything like having, I mean, that many spectators. I felt like I was constantly getting cheered on for like, it was the first time in my life for four, over four hours, I'm just constantly being cheered on. It felt pretty good. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> it was the most fun I've had watching a marathon, if that helps. The setting was amazing, and it was really, really, really cool to watch. It was beautiful. Yeah, for sure. It was beautiful. So um, what, do, what do we have on tap for today? Yeah, we got some fun stuff for you. Yeah. This is episode four. Um... Also, before we go any further, thank you so much for listening to episode three, everybody, because that smashed our... It's our most listened to episode. It was. It was. Maybe vulnerability is like the key or something. So we should plan to try to get some tears blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was... Okay. That was the key. Okay. I'll try to ask you some vulnerable questions. No, please don't. I know you love those. Oh, my favorite. Oof. Um, so what we have on tap today, it's, uh, I mean, most, mostly the, it's the normal formula. It seems like it's successful so far, but let's get started. Let's, let's bloom around a little bit. Um, I came up with this, so this is a little bit of an experiment. If it goes south, I take full responsibility, but basically we have three rounds of lightning questions. So three times three, three questions per round. And these need to be answered within 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That includes the time that it takes to ask the question, too. Oh, okay. I don't All have right. a timer, so I'm just going on intuition. 
So super helpful to have the 30 second yes. limit. Got it. Yes. Sarah, would you like to go first or second? Sure, I'll go first. So you want to ask first? Yes. All right. And then these questions, Sarah's going to be asking me questions that maybe I should know about her <laughs> or some of her general interests or mm -hmm. whatever, something yeah. relating to. He you. has no idea what I'm going to ask. And, right, and vice versa. Right. These are these have been concealed in a secret cabinet. I've been trying to look at them the whole time. We've been I recording this already, and uh, it didn't work. I don't I like the, before, too. the not knowing. You little sneaky. All right, Sarah, All go right. for it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What's my favorite day of the week? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna guess. You have Saturday. One seven. Nope. It has. It had. It is now, and pretty much has always been Wednesdays. Started in high school when Teamworks. Yep. I had Teamworks on Tuesdays, and Wednesdays were like the day after Teamworks, so I didn't have that much homework to do because you have a whole week to do the homework. So, so today's your favorite day of the week. Today is my favorite day of the week. It's where we don't have that much planned. Um, mm -hmm. Generally speaking, you get to go to basketball. And I like basketball. Yeah, you like it, and is. you know I like my alone time. No offense. Mm-hmm. Not taken. Do you want to keep going? No. Finish out the first round. Oh, okay. Or, or I don't care. No, let's go back and forth. Okay. Ready? Yeah. What is Copper's birthday? January twenty fifth. Year. Two thousand twenty one. Good job. Wow. Okay, so. Okay, cool. Uh, what is a phrase that I say often? A word or a phrase that I say often. The interesting thing is... Mm, I didn't think about that one. Good one. You start a lot of sentences. You know, the interesting thing is... Mm-hmm. I do. Gotcha. I thought of yikes, duh, and gotcha. You're Those were my that. three <laughs> that I thought of for myself. And that since we recorded the intro for the podcast, you do say, that's me. That's me. It's kind of cute. Ready? What country is located directly north of Hungary? Directly north? Isn't that um, Slovakia? It is. Wow. Cue the applause. I thought these I'm were about impressed. you. This is like world knowledge. It is. I live in Hungary. I guess. Okay. Current Whatever geographical you say. information. All right, Colin, what makes me angry? <laughs> you guys, I wish we had things. a video podcast. A lot of things. There's a few things that specifically make me angry, have big feelings, as Emily and Nathan would say. I think, um... We talked about Stupidity? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. But yes. the, you got to go a little bit more than that. Uh... We talked about it uh, on our weekend in Vienna, on the way to Vienna. What makes you angry? This is not the only thing that makes me angry, guys. Just letting you know. I'm just trying to give him time to think. I was tired. It was at night. I was driving in a big city. What? What is it? Go ahead. I was thinking traffic is one of the things that makes me the most That's angry. That's right. Now I remember. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. I get pretty heated up. Unplanned traffic. If I know it's going to happen, I'm okay with oh, it. Oh, yes. So oh. that's right. Like yeah. traffic jams. When I can't fix something. Is also, if you get to like the origin of the issue and it's it's not like a big crash, it's something and like... A, people and, are being stupid like, and yeah, they just were gawking yeah. at everything. Oh my gosh. People could have done something. They, they literally didn't have to do anything or they just slowed 
hundreds to thousands of people down just because they wanted to look at what happened. Just don't do that. Don't do that. Is it too It's soon to so talk annoying. about what happened in the parking garage in Vienna last weekend? What happened in the parking garage Okay. in Vienna? Well, then I don't think it's too Oh, soon. yeah. Maybe right now. Uh, uh, if we have time, we'll come back to that. Not that big of a deal, but just... Oh, just that the machine broke so that we were sitting in the parking garage for 20 minutes, not Yeah. moving an inch, But thousands but not of being people able to see. who were getting one parking garage, thousands of people getting their race day packs, also at the exact same time that Cirque du Soleil got out. Huge All of us are sharing the same parking garage. The meter breaks, so the entire parking garage, three levels, is totally backed up. And guess where we're at? Back at the line. The very Well, back pretty of the much. very top Yeah. of the very... First, yeah, we were, we were about 15 cars back. And so 15, the, you think? yeah, we were on the first level around Oh, the corner. I thought we were all, like, top shelf. Nope, nope. We were on the first level. We got out, you and Gary got out to see what the problem was. And you saw that the pole We were on the first level. was broken. The pole, the, not the pole, what's You're it right. called? That's the, the thing that goes up and down Yeah, from that that thing. channel. And that was all broken, but once that started working, it didn't matter because the nine-minute time limit of paying for your ticket and exiting uh, was up for everybody. So then everybody had to go repay for their ticket, and we said, Parked screw our that, car, parked go our car. out, pay for it, come back, Yeah. and then go out. Yeah. And And then we just called an Uber because we said, screw this, we'll just stay here all day. But you were pretty angry about I was it. so angry. So So that's angry. technically... Yeah. Okay, so is that the end of round one? You have to ask me one more question. I have one more question for you, and that will conclude. That will round out round one. Sarah, are you ready? Yeah. What's my favorite movie? Uh, what's the name of that movie with Ben's Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Very good. At the end of round one, the score is Sarah 3, Cullen 1. I didn't get the first or the third. That's true. I don't know what your favorite day of the week is. Well, you did get I the don't third. know what You, makes me angry. you did get the third one right. It was just not the the couple that I was thinking of. It, it's lower on my list, so you got it right. Okay. Stupidity does make me angry. Fine. Three, two. Okay. You're winning. Round two. I'll start. Okay. Um, what's my favorite Bible verse? Ooh, um, math. Is it no Acts four? Is it what's on tattooed on your leg? Acts four thirteen, I believe it Mm -hmm. Very is. It's good. Nailed it. Ding, ding, ding. They were recognized because they had been with Jesus. Homework for all you listeners. Oh, yeah. Look Daily it up. daily Bible reading. Ignore that last sentence I said. Acts 4.13. Pretty cool stuff. Alright, your turn. This one might be a little bit hard. What's my favorite item of clothing? I was talking about this recently as well, this weekend, but you may not have been around to hear it. It's a new item of clothing. I'll give you that clue. One of my newer, newest items of clothing. Good gracious. Favorite item of clothing? Yeah, I like have feelings whenever I put it on. Your Disney sweatshirt. Okay, that Mickey that Mouse can sweatshirt count. from It was Disney not what Paris. I was thinking of. It might, it, that's my second favorite item. My first favorite item is my new vest, my tan vest that I got. Yeah, you kind I'm a of little obsessed. you kind of have a little bit of a strut when you wear that. I know. I, there's a confidence that courses through me when I put that vest on. You intimidate me a little bit when Yeah. you're in that vest. Yeah. 
I look really good. So, all right. Good, good answer though. I, I'll give that to you. Okay. Uh, you are. Next. It's my turn. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's my turn. Thank you very much. Question number two of second round. What's my grandpa's middle name? Grandpa Menke's middle mm -hmm. name. Grandpa Menke. That would be Lee. Very good. Wow. Anybody else have that middle name? Uh, your dad. Mm-hmm. And now your nephew. That's right, everybody. Everybody, we are welcoming to the world Mr. Ember Lee Menke. Yeah. Che and Hope, congratulations if you're listening. Yeah, he's beautiful. He's absolutely beautiful. He's perfect. Can't wait to give that little dude a little snuggle. Oh, little I know. I know. All right, All right, your turn. What would I consider one of my greatest accomplishments? I'm finishing PA school. Yep, you got it. That's, That's exactly what I wrote down. Yep. And then marrying me. <laughs> that was my second. I wrote both of those down. Well, right on. Good job. Good right. job. I should get you down points. All right. Comeback times. Round two. All right. All right. Last question. Round two. Um, what's my mom's birthday? Your mom's birthday is in June? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, no, Julia, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Um... Okay. It's coming May. up. May. May. Yep. I know your dad's birthday. Oh, that's... If because mom, if the only reason... No, but guess really what? Happy. It's the reason... It's the day we started dating. That's why the I date know, sticks I out know. in my head. Okay, so dad's May. birthday is May 29. Mom's birthday is... It's early in May, isn't it? Mm hmm May... E. It's not May E. I need a number. It's not Cinco de Mayo. Like May nine? Yeah. What? You nailed I it. I missed it. I had three. You got chances. It. That's amazing. Wow. That's right. Okay. May nine. May nine. I'll never forget that. Now coming up soon. I'll never forget that. All right. What's the last question for um, you? What Round do two. I consider, or what do you consider, my biggest strength? Hmm. I would say. I'm answering slowly because I have so many, you know? <laughs> oh, good save for the silence. I would, I would say your intelligence. Okay. You're a pretty brilliant I wrote, person. I wrote that down. I, was, I wrote a couple down of what I considered my greatest strengths and what I thought you would say. You're brilliant. Also, you're... Um, you also realize that your intelligence can sometimes create issues in our communication and in our you know so you also have the ability to realize that so self-awareness being the smartest person in the room is not always the best so you also have a strength of yes being aware of your strength not constantly flexing on people but you are a very smart person. Well, thank you. I say top five smartest people I've ever met. Oh, now I'm top five. Who mm -hmm. has risen to the top? You always say that I'm the smartest person you've ever met. Now the I'm older top we five. get, the less romantic. What the heck? Oh, man, come on. No. Okay. Yeah. Now I get to go first again. Wait, standings after round two. Oh, yeah. I think I got all those, didn't I? Yeah, I'll give you the, the Disney sweater. So I'm one. at five points. Yeah. And I got all of your your ethics. Yeah. Your thoughts. You got moms, which yeah. is that otherwise you'd be tied. So Okay. All right. All right. Last round. T, t us off for round three. What 
is my biggest fear or one of them? Because there's a couple. I'll give it to you if you name one of the ones that I have. Copper's death. I didn't write that down. That is one of them. You always say <laughs> if you need and to cry, you just think about copper dying. That's true. I could be a really good actress for crying yeah. at this period of time, um, which makes me a little bit worried about when children come into the picture, but continue. You don't really like public speaking, but you'll eh, do it. It's not on there. Um, you're not afraid of heights. Nope. You're afraid of spiders. No. Snakes. Yes. You don't like snakes. Like weirdly afraid of snakes. There's some the thought of deeper them. answer here. I think I should get credit for credit for this. You said snakes. Yeah. But what did you write? I wrote snakes. The ocean. That's a big one. You're afraid of the ocean. Yeah. Like, like the vastness. The, the vastness. Of it, or oh, for sure. The vastness. On this, like, this is surface or how stuff underneath it that you it. don't know about. All of it. Huh. All of it. And that's not an issue that with includes, cruises? That includes sharks. There's a fear of sharks yeah. in there. Um, but no, the idea, the main idea is getting lost in the middle of nowhere. Which? The vast, in the vast, it's the vastness. So... It's the lack of accessibility to things of the ocean or wilderness, like, big, um, forests or like like a middle of nowhere places which would include the ocean but it's very specifically the ocean for what's underneath you if you took the all unknown of the unknown creatures and critters out of both the rainforest and the ocean say there was no living animals in either would that be more terrifying or less it would be less but it's still terrifying the idea of not having access to people or things like if something medical happens or just like it's it's a it's a control thing so cruises they, don't freak you out no because you're you're with hundreds to thousands of other people who are also trained you just don't want to be alone you're also never that far from land you don't want to be alone well yes because you're all going down with ship that's not true yeah there's lots of other little ships that you're not going to go down with and they know exactly where to go because there's never far from land Mm. Unless you're doing a transatlantic one, which I don't want to do ever. So. Okay, then that's consistent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, starting off round three. Can you tell me where the headquarters of the European Union are located? Well, isn't that in Brussels? Yeah, that's right. Good wow. job. And <laughs> I thought I was going to stop you, but nope. <laughs> okay. Um, what's my favorite book of the Bible? Amos. Answer seriously. Jebediah. <laughs> you know this one. I know you do. James. Mm -hmm. If you would have said Ecclesiastes, I would have also oh. uh, given you credit. I wrote both of those down. How wholesome. How depressing. <laughs> All right. Next question for me. Where are the headquarters of the United Nations located? No idea. No idea? You got 10 Brussels? seconds. Think about it. Not Brussels. That's European Union. I know, but it could be both. No, I wouldn't put two in one. Come on. I'm going to go. I'll just draw a couple cities. London, Berlin, Paris, uh, Amsterdam. Uh... Time's up. That's all I got. I'm sorry, but you got that incorrect. It's okay. New York City. No, I... Now I know. I had no idea. doesn't even ring a bell. All right, people. Wait. Looks like we're tied up. Going into the last... Two questions. Last question for me. Last Two for you, one for me. For me. No, no, I started out this round. Okay. Don't you forget, I've got one more question. All right, Sarah. 
This is a pretty easy one that I think you'll be able to get, but it's got to be one I've written down. Ask, down a couple. Ask away. Things that bring me joy. Traveling. How many do I have to do? Uh, I think you could do three. I'll give you the credit for the question. Traveling. It's got to be ones I've written down. It's one. Conversations with your mother. Didn't write that specifically down, but I did say certain people, and my mother is included. I'm sorry that my list is more mm -hmm. comprehensive than your list. It's more specific than my list. I was trying to give it to you. Also, um, you really like your TV shows. Didn't write that down, but I do. You also like back tickles. Didn't write that down, but I do. All right, well, Joy Copper. Uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's an and easy then one. maybe somewhere down the list is little old me. Just just the word Cullen. Oh, it's on there. I have you, Copper and Cullen. You wrote me on the yeah. list. Yeah, I have my job. My heart is. Well, I wrote old. you. I didn't write Cullen. I wrote you. All right. So that counts. Okay, so I got that. Puzzles, one. food. Yeah, new food. That's good right. restaurants. That's right. Travel. A little sushi here and there. Oh, some good sushi. Yep. Chef's kiss. Probably eating sushi while doing a puzzle with copper laying on your feet. And you in the room. And me in the room. Definitely not puzzling, but no. somewhere nearby. No, you know, you don't do that. Okay. All right, last question for me. This is the hardest one of all, but it means a lot to me. Because none of these have been about you. Should they have? Should they have? Give me the year that Michigan State basketball last won championship. Oh my gosh, this isn't about you. It's solely about me. No, it's not. I love Michigan State basketball, well, and you I know, know it. I remember they made it to the Final Four. What was that, in 2019, I believe? This was before that. Um, I'm going to say 2016. You think they won the national championship in 2016? 2015. Last time they won the national championship was 2000. What? I remember when they won the national championship. They didn't win it. Well, you would. It was Maybe they were in the final game. I guess. No, I wouldn't. Okay. All right. Fine. Loads of final fours. Even one or maybe two final twos. One for sure. They got whooped on by North Carolina. That was just after we graduated high school. But no, 2000. We're in a drought. It's been... It's been 23 it's stinking years, but next year, that's the year. Time. That's the year, baby. We're, we're, we're getting ready. National title. All right. Is that it? Yep, that's it. So I think we tied. I think we did. Do you want to ask me one more question just on the fly to see if we can break this tie? Um, fly, break this tie, uh, asking questions on no, the fly. No, how about, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't do things on the fly. You want me well. to go first? Yeah. Okay, because I don't have a question currently, but in the next three seconds, I can probably come up with one. <laughs> You're just stalling. Any of you guys got any questions for me out there? Oh, that's a good one. You got nothing. I can't hear you guys. Speak up, please. I got, we get, you got nothing. Uh, I know, pressure, pressure, pressure. Okay, um, question coming in hot. What is my favorite thing to cook? I actually need to think of an answer for this. Are you kidding me? You don't even know the answer. Well, probably something breakfast related. Uh, three minute eggs. Yeah, sure. Three minute eggs it and counts. peanut butter toast. 
That counts. That's one of them. Okay. I do like that. And I know you like to eat it, so that makes me want <laughs> to make it. So I do like to eat it. Alright, uh, so for you, um, okay, what would, what would you, what do you think I would say if someone asked me, what's the most impressive moment that you've observed in Sarah's life? You like that? That's like a three-dimensional yeah, question right okay. there. What would you say what would you if, say if another person if someone asked me, Cullen, okay. Cullen, what do you think is the most impressive moment you've observed in Sarah's life? Moment. Um, moment. Maybe getting through the, or when I called you in a panic attack and about doing my final oral exam in front of the woman who tried to kick me out of PA school. That was pretty cool. Okay. That's not the answer, obviously, yeah. according to your face. No. Um, I think the... Finishing a 9K is for us to never run. Good job. Good job still, man. Or, oh, did it have to do with a miscarriage? Yeah, that day was... Yeah. That was pretty impressive. That was heroic stuff. You're a hero that mm. day i guess we still are tied yeah that was pretty sweet that was cool i like that yeah, three rounds super books maybe next week we'll or maybe next podcast we'll try to break the tie send in your questions people uh send in questions that if you're a if you're on team sarah you can send questions about her that i'll ask wait how <laughs> that she'll ask me about herself <laughs> if you're on team cullen send questions that i can ask her about myself yep on our next podcast we'll get this tie broken and then maybe you guys can send some um some you know some nice packages to the winner mm-hmm. do you like Little that yeah, we, we set up Ooh. a competition that doesn't include you or involve you in any way yeah so it's great and then we put it on you to send us care packages yeah yeah listeners tell us how that sounds peanut butter and m's baby oh. I'll take them all day. Doritos. Oh, man. I could name so many things. All, all right, right. So. Next next section, I believe. It's yours. Is story time with Sarah. Story time with Sarah. Take it away. So as many of you likely know, um, Colin and I got the beautiful gift of being able to go to Israel for a 10-day tour of the Holy Land. It was a really a trip of a lifetime and we were blessed with that gift and from my parents and it was just like a one of the best gifts we've ever received we got to meet my mom and her and our good friend pam there so we also got to have the benefit of seeing my mom um and we spent about eight full days of a tour all around the country from pretty much the southern tip to the northern tip and throughout that trip um, we, I knew it was coming because it was in the itinerary. We got the opportunity to be baptized in the Jordan River. Um, I knew it was coming a couple months beforehand. And even before I knew that opportunity came, um, I had been thinking about being baptized as an adult. I had been baptized around age nine or 10 uh, at Trinity Church by Royce Allen, same person who baptized you, Colin, which is kind of cool. Very cool. Um, ten, 10 years different, though. Yeah, a little, little different age. Yeah. yeah. 
and it was pretty early on into when Trinity moved into their building that they're in now. And I remember, I mean, I'm young, right? I'm nine or 10. I remember kind of understanding it, but a lot of my family got baptized at the same time, a lot of my siblings. And so it was a little bit more like the thing I should do because my siblings are doing it versus a uh, personal decision. So ever since we moved here to Hungary, really, uh, since we've been working mostly with Baptists who shockingly, um, you know, by the title, emphasize baptism as a significant part of your faith journey, uh, I've been starting to think about it and not necessarily being guilted or feeling guilty, but just kind of thinking, I didn't really, I haven't had that experience as an adult or really as a choice that I have made as a fully cognizant person to get baptized. So I've been thinking and praying through that idea, um, but just never really had the moment or the prompting to do it. So when this trip came and we got the opportunity to be baptized, where they believe Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, where they believe Elijah, near where Elijah was taken up into heaven, and also where they're pretty, they're almost 100% positive, it's where the Israelites crossed the Jordan, where Joshua parted the Jordan River and the Israelites crossed the Jordan. So in biblical history, a pretty significant place for multiple different reasons, but the main mm -hmm. one being the likely baptism site of Jesus. So um, I had been thinking about it throughout the trip. Two people um, decided to get baptized, other than me, at the time. Um, and I kind of, I kept it close to my chest. I didn't really talk to Colin or really my family or really anybody about being baptized. So, but the day before, the night before, I just felt this kind of nudge, this kind of inkling, this nudge. I couldn't get it out of my mind. It wasn't a, oh, I should do this, but it was a, I should do this. Not like a, I need to do this thing because I should. It's it's like a, no, Sarah, you, you should do this nudging, not from my own mind, I guess is a better way to put that. So the morning of, I even packed my backpack uh, on the bus with an extra change of clothes and a towel and my bathing suit. Um, and I still didn't tell anybody that morning when they were talking about the baptism site, it was kind of second half of the day where that was going to take place. And so on the way to the baptism site, um, maybe got a little bit nervous, but I went up to the next seat and sat by Colin and asked, would you baptize me? So what, you know, if you want to say just briefly, what was your first impression or first thought when I asked you that? Well, I was super overwhelmed. I didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, sort of my thoughts were, My thoughts were on the other like people and just kind of people would be like we'd be it's a tour so we're walking around a lot and yeah you could tell some people were a little bit kind of curious or a little nervous even not only the ones that chose to get baptized but even like others from the group mm -hmm. many people were just kind of talking to me at different times about you know oh, i just don't want to do it just as some tourist thing and yeah and so i was kind of like my thoughts were we were getting so close to the actual place that I was thinking a lot about like almost just like kind of praying a little bit that like God just please help them 
just help this be a unique moment for these mm -hmm. people, not just a thing that they think if they don't do it here and now, then they've missed this huge opportunity. It's like there's nothing special as we witness. Like literally, there's nothing special to, in today's Jordan River Dangerous. site. There's yeah. hundreds of people that go there. And they do genuinely think that I think that there's something special about the water there. I don't think so at all. It's, I no. know it's not. No, the symbolism it's the is special. It's the but symbol it's, of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm of the I'm of the understanding that like if someone really wants to get baptized, then I've heard people just say like, "Let's do it right now. Let's bathtub, fill up the bathtub. Let's yeah, anywhere. It doesn't have to be." I think it's so cool because yeah. it's you know it's not about the water, but no. I was overwhelmed when you asked me probably one of the greatest moments of my life that after four years of marriage that you would see me and think so highly of me and my character and of my faith that you would ask me to baptize you because you wouldn't ask me that just because i'm your husband like no it's so maybe you can say a little something more about that like why did you ask me well i trust you and i respect you so there, you know, this is not a, oh, I chose you out of elimination from everybody else, anybody else, but I don't, I don't know anybody on that trip. Yeah. Um, so that, that's not diminishing the meaning of it. It was just a, I'm there cool, was absolutely I'm... no, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> yeah, that cool. <laughs> you're cool, but you're like really not. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> Sort of like the only guy there. Yeah, but... a little bit like the kind of last <laughs> no. choice, but, uh, no. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody else to do it. I can't, even if I kind of had my pick of the litter, as they say, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been anybody else. Thanks, so, and... I did almost drown for you. Yeah, this is a river, guys. So I, that's something that we didn't really think about when we stepped into the water. <laughs> when And the river is deep. It's It's over any human's head so you kind of have to step in and be really careful or you're going to be swept away so uh that was an interesting experience also it was literally the coldest water that i have ever immersed myself in fully like yeah. we're talking like the, the ice baths at at gyms and things like that like it was so so cold but and we yeah. were having a you know we were having a football game without a football with the egyptian christians that were <laughs> Yeah, there was a whole congregation of Egyptian Christians who came uh, all in the same outfit, the kind of white robe that you that you see a lot of people getting baptized in. They were ruthless. They were they were all into it, you I know. I knocked of, around. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple people who, yeah. if uh, Colin didn't shoo them away, would have knocked him with my head when I went under. I did. Yeah. I had to shoo him old. Yeah, you did. Hey, hey, hey! Can you give me. us just a little this... space here, sir? Oh, child that is near me, who's yeah. yeah anyway yeah i didn't stiff arm any kids no. in the jordan river but no so that and since then you know a lot of people talk about maybe a huge transforming experience and it's not that at least not for me um it's just been a there's been a subtle shift of i've gotten some of my joy back uh which has been you know this couple, past few months has been really hard so since that trip to israel not just specifically the baptism uh, event. I've been able to embrace more joy. I've been more motivated and more focused. Um, actually getting a vacation um, instead of kind of having a trip home and have it be fundraiser meetings or 
a weekend, you know, day or two away kind of thing. So um, I've been refreshed. I feel um, I've had a breakthrough in my Bible reading. I'm actually enjoying my Bible reading it. Bible reading, um, looking forward to it instead of thinking of it as something I know I should do, and that's good for me. Um, it's been it's been different since Israel. And I don't know again if it's specifically the baptism or just the trip itself. Maybe all of it combined. So it's been a really amazing experience. Yeah. And that's my story time. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. Thank you. Um, so let's move into uh, Bloom and Onion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this one. So recently, uh, Sarah and I were able to watch the film uh, Jesus Revolution. Some of you guys probably heard of it or maybe you've seen it yourselves, but I was really, really intrigued with this movie. I was really excited for it to come out because the story behind it, like, really, really matches with my my personal faith a lot in the in the sense that you know i really am i try to always look for the sort of outcasts or the outsiders and if i have a metric which i think it's also for sure jesus's metric for like the effectiveness of of christian community and church is are they serving are they reaching the outcasts you know when he was when he was on earth jesus sat and had uh meals with tax collectors prostitutes thieves bad people uh in the eyes of society and today we have those people wandering the streets it's no different and so we the difference is that we don't have the physical jesus wandering about so we have to set the table for those people and I saw the trailer with Kelsey Grammer, or Frazier, many Kelsey. of you probably know Frazier. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. He plays the role of the kind of the old school pastor who's unwavering, he's kind of unbending in his tradition, which I think tradition is super important and helpful. And one of the things I really liked about this movie was the blending between this hipster Jesus, who's representative of this kind of new wave of like, uh young people realizing that like this whole woodstock sort of like drugs and psychedelic movement is actually empty it's not it's the the they're being like lied to um that they're gonna find some greater purpose in life if if they only fully commit to this sort of psychedelic path and that they will become one with God. And so many of those teenagers and college students at that time dangerously had to find out the hard way that that's, those are lies. And then they started breaking off with that. And it, it did give them a more open heart and open eyes to, to God, to the true God. And that's why I think Jesus became so attractive to them. And that's why I really liked the character uh, I liked Lonnie in that movie, and, and I know that the history after um, the part of his life that was filmed didn't go so well for him. He he had struggles, many different struggles, um, but I loved the blending between this traditional kind of old man, this old fatherly, grandfatherly, um, traditionalist kind of Christian pastor, and then, you know, this sort of emotionally um holy spirit like driven uh hipster you Hip know hippie 
You mean? Re hippie, recovering out, uh, addict, hippie pastor. And so anyways, the movie was really cool for us. We really enjoyed it. Um, and I was kind of doing some more reading about the, just that church and like what happened to that church. It was totally a movement, but like how, if it continued over throughout California and I came across some really cool information, which is why I am choosing this for blue and onion today is, is I realized that some of the first, uh, missionaries that left that movement that, that came out of that church, what is it? Calvary or Calvary Church, Costa Mesa or something. They have they have a few different. Yeah. You know, that's it's. There's a few more locations uh, across California, but actually, the pastor who Grant Kelsey Grammer, his son-in-law, um, was one of the first missionaries that decided to go from that region into another country. And guess where the first missionaries that we can see. From that movement that is depicted in the film Jesus Revolution, where did they go to? They they came to this part of the world, Eastern Europe, and they actually, with the exception of Yugoslavia, formerly, there was one connection and kind of one ministry that they helped in that that part. They quickly came right into Hungary, and there's actually there's currently it's called it's named Gal Galgata. Um, church in Hungary. It's a non-denominational kind international of church. international, a little bit like Pentecostal. Um, but these these American dudes from California came and they helped to create a movement of Christians all across Hungary, right on the backside of of when communism fell. And that was they started in the eighties, like fresh, just a few years after the events of the movie and still today um just a couple years ago there was american leaders in, in these churches across hungary until just a couple years ago and now it's fully run by hungarians which is really cool and amazing um, but i was super surprised and super excited to see that like it, it was really strange for me actually to see because these there could not be two different uh if you would say like church cultures or kind of denominationally, I don't know if you had to describe the, the general like church culture of Hungary and then the general church culture of like that, that day, well, the 80s Hungary mm -hmm. and 80s, you know, California, Southern California. So different. So different. <laughs> like 80s California, totally like, totally radical dude like gnarly you know just coming off like this crazy move of you know as you see as you know psychedelics and rock and roll and then in hungary it's like communism oppression like curfew yeah surviving step one inch out of line and waiting for punishment and so it's amazing like in my opinion and in my interpretation it's unbelievable to see that that god brought like this perfect kind of storm to like break and, and loosen the, and soften the edges. And what he really did was give way and start something that now 30 years later, 40 years later is like still a very healthy and thriving community of churches across Hungary. Yep. 
anyways i thought that was super cool and it i was really cool i stumbled upon that and had to share it so very cool there's your blooming onion blooming onion today. oh you added the southern accent there go check out the movie and um yeah and and there's a really good for for those of you who have more questions about what is his name lonnie lonnie i can't remember yeah because because sarah was reading too that his life <laughs> Because the movie has him, has him, you know, he they split and whatever, but they took a turn and he had a hard time after that movie um, in life for the, the following decades. But I read a really good article by um, who's the Greg, uh, Greg Laurie, who's one of the characters in that movie, who's, who's still alive today. He's a pastor in S Southern California. He wrote a really, really good uh article if you just type in like lonnie whatever his last name is greg laurie article you can find it mm -hmm. anyways so hope you guys watch that movie or enjoy it for sure um so for the last uh, few minutes we have together guys for my story time um i actually just wanted to give you kind of a little bit deeper of an update of the last couple months and then the next few months because uh, <clears throat> our updates, we write updates on our website, bloomingabroad.org. Check them out, slash updates. But yeah, it's just hard. It's the reason we came out of this podcast is to give you some deeper, go a little deeper into some of the things that maybe don't get, get captured in our updates. Um, and this is a really important season for us. This is a very important year for us because at the end of the year, we're moving home. And... I was just thinking this morning that kind of the updates or the conversation around that has just been a little bit here, a little bit there. And so I wanted to kind of just take my time and talk about that for a few minutes. Um, so yeah, we definitely decided to move home in December and that's for a couple of reasons. I mean, we're, we're ready to be home. We, we think that's, that's going to be, that's, that's God's saying, come home guys. You did a good job. Also the financial, thing matches that that we we're, we're only gonna have enough money to get to live here till the end of the year so that's pretty 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 obvious we've said that in the past um but this year uh so far we've had some awesome breakthroughs so for one um just some project updates is one is that the cafe um we are we are looking to open the cafe ministry in in june so we're coming up on a month out from finally um, pushing forward and opening the cafe. There's a lot of things that still need to be done. Yesterday, the bar was installed that looks beautiful. looks absolutely beautiful. Um, but we still need to get an espresso machine, grinders. We still need furniture. There's spaces indoor and outdoor, a serving window out back. We're planning to serve ice cream throughout the summer, which we hear can be really, really um, a, a smart thing to do financially. Um, decorations and branding. So there's a ton of stuff left. The budget's super tight, really, really tight. I messaged a few people today to ask for some help, just getting, actually just giving some money towards specifically the espresso machine and the grinders. We're looking at about $3,000 that we need on that. Um, and this is not, I'm not asking you guys, I'm not, this is not a pitch. I'm just, where we're at right now is that little things like that are pushing our budget and our manager has been really digging for refurbished stuff and we're kind of at the point of just let's ask around and see if we can come up with some money for those things 
Um, but like anything, you know, with the cafe, every month there's something new. We're really thankful for the manager. His name's Mishi. Um, Sarah included in our last update a little a little bit about him and his wife and his family, but we're thankful that he's he's very financially responsible. Yeah. Um, and so he really wants to buy good, strong things that will last at a bottom dollar. The only issue with that is that it just takes time and energy. Um, and not only is he the cafe manager prepping for us to start a cafe in June, which, by the way, Sarah and I will be full-time workers there starting in June, part-time, Part full-time, time, Yulia and Nandi and their kids are teenagers in the group and that's in Budapest. 
but we've also been working in the school where their teenage daughter goes to school, just doing an English club and getting to know kids and seeing where that takes us. As Sarah said, I play basketball on Wednesdays. Yep. Um, I mentor a couple girls from the youth group yep. in, in Budapest. Mondays, we lead prayer meetings in the mm -hmm. village every Monday morning for the last like six months. Mm -hmm. um, social workers, school pastors, nursery leaders, people from all levels, Geza and Ildiko, the, the, the couple that have really founded the ministry in this village. Everyone joins. Some of us, some of us are online. Some of us are in person. But that's been that's been pretty awesome. We also meet with some high school kids here in our city that we live in, Ketchikanate. We, mm -hmm. um, one of them is from the village. That's how we got connected with this group, and we help with English. We help just practice English and get to know these kids, invest into their lives. Um, we also helped with this small after school kind of pro youth group program for young kind of middle schoolers and below elementary school as well. Um, we just kind of, we have our hands in lots of different lot areas. Of yeah. Yeah. Lots of different areas. You, oh, you spoke at the school during American week. We taught mm -hmm. some classes about yep. American culture and you did a testimony at their chapel. I don't know if it was a testimony. It was, it was a, it was a, a sermon, a deeper, which is a deeper discussion. Yeah, it was a sermon about, and then you used your life yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Sermon so, sounds so official. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, yeah. so it was more of a... Know. Yeah. It, it was. It was a sermon, but I tried to... It was, a, it was a very powerful. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome, Cullen. Uh, um, so I it's it always feels disconnected to me, but hopefully that yeah. made more <laughs> sense to you guys. Um, so really, right now, we're really focusing on these projects and finishing up the school year, going into the summer, launching the cafe. Yes. It will be a slow summer season yep. of, of starting the cafe. Hopefully, we can sell a lot of ice cream, get some revenue built up so that we can expand the hours in the fall. Um, so summer is going to be cafe and then camps. Camp. Cafe and then and camps. fall. Fall is going to be continuing to work hard in the cafe get that ministry get that business off the ground and then fall towards the end of the year will be us you know kind of gently pulling back and and exiting yep. so continuing to really push forward one last update that we're really excited about is that there's been a lot of really encouraging um conversations and experiences and things that the students in our Thursday night village youth group, it's, it's 40 kids. I mean, it's huge, but not only is it growing in number, it's growing deeper too. And, um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to take, we're going to take 10, 10 kids to a conference, um, just to get them around some other young people yeah. that are just trying to figure teenage years out that are outside of their small little village out of the village they don't that's, leave the village so yeah that's important that will be important that's in a couple weeks in yep. may so yeah just continuing to do the kind of the same things but we're getting we're making serious progress and we're excited for that absolutely so if there's any more questions guys that you do have about the ministry and things we do here the work we're doing check out our website bloomingabroad.org 
Nice plug. Nice or you transition. Can, or you can email us at bloomingabroad at gmail.com. We're Ooh. always up for answering questions. Or Facebook message. We get a lot of feedback oh, over Instagram. Facebook messages. You guys are awesome. Always Anything. encouraging us and saying how funny we are, how how the last episode made you cry, you know, and those are those are so encouraging for us. And we just really appreciate you listening and engaging and even taking the time to send us messages back. It's been really um, really good. I wasn't teasing about crying about our last episode, but it was, it sounded like I was, but I, we really, it really means a lot to us when you, when you give us feedback. So keep it up guys. And we love you. Yeah. Love you guys a lot. Try to make it so that the next uh, episode, we don't, we don't want to make you wait another month for the next one, but we don't have <laughs> right? any big trips planned. So it might we'll, just happen. So we'll, we'll knock it out. But thank you guys for, for being patient and always listening. Um, so hopefully today in episode four, uh, we were able to go a little bit deeper into our lives with you. Again, we're just two ordinary Jesus followers. We're trying to make a difference here in Central and Eastern Europe. Thanks for tuning in. Guys. Thanks for being a part of this, and uh, we'll look forward to episode five. So, have a good day, everybody. Yeah, enjoy. All right, love you guys. Love you. Bye bye. -bye. bye.